Hi, and thanks for joining the SJ Child Show. The SJ Child Show brings value to families through education and resources. But the SJ Child Show isn't just about me. It's about us as a community. Join me as we help educate and support our community, help bring kindness and love and inclusion to all. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and watch. I really appreciate all the support from all of the viewers and listeners. And I just want to let you know, I want you to join me on this journey. Come and follow my social media and let's do this together. Enjoy the show. Introducing Autism Vehicle Home Safety Kits, Emergency Responder, Alert Stickers, Personal Profiles with Autism Needs and a Communication Board, Masks and Earplugs, Keeping Families and Emergency Responders Educated and Safe. Get yours today at sjchilds.org. Helping autism families impact their child's developmental milestones through home relocation, community resources, and home designs. For every three homes Natalie Castro sells, she funds and designs a sensory room for a community center servicing individuals with autism. She volunteers to coach law enforcement, first responders, and ER nurses how to have a positive experience for individuals Hi, on the autism welcome to the SJ Child Show. I'm your host, SJ Child, and today I have Richard Bergen, who is it pronounced Bergen? I should have it asked is. you. You got the hard J. Oh, man. Everybody wants to pronounce it like a J, but it's a hard J. Okay. Well, I'm so glad because I'm very phonetic, and that can really mess with me sometimes. Even when I have practiced somebody's name, sometimes I'll still say it phonetically anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so great to have you and getting to know you a little bit before we started the show. I'm really honored and thankful that you, you know, took the time out today to talk to us. Tell us um, very, in, you know, beginning, introduce yourself and kind of where this journey began for you. Well, my name is uh, Richard Bergen. I am a filmmaker, and in in autism terms, when I was four years old, I got diagnosed with high functioning Asperger's, and and I always want to stress the high functioning part because you know I'm I am I am pretty high up there. I can definitely I definitely like a lot more capable of of doing things than what somebody might picture when they think of autistic, they think of somebody who's like kind of like an invalid. They like their parents have to take care of them and they can't do anything on their own. But, you know, I have my own apartment. I'm doing pretty well for myself. I'm fiercely independent. If anybody tries to tell me what to do, then they're going to have a lot of arguments with, me most likely does that make you a leo as well no, uh aries <laughs> okay oh <laughs> well, hey that makes sense too <laughs> that's funny yeah you know i think that it's there's really something to be said for the idea that society has of what autism looks like and you know they 
are trying to do a better representation, I think, in the media. Um, And I love that I'm able to show firsthand up front, like these are the people in the community with autism. These are the brilliant minds and overachievers and, you know, dedicated, dedicated folks that can give themselves not only to their work, but also advocate for the autism community. So thank you so much for, for doing that. Very welcome. So when you were growing up and you, we kind of talked about this a little bit, you were diagnosed at four, but you didn't find out until you were about seven. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. And kind of like you said, when you kind of started to really maybe understand yourself a little bit more. Well, I will say that for me growing up, my early childhood was probably the easiest part of my childhood. I would say that I did not have really serious problems until like later into my teenage years. I would say that being a kid was relatively easy for me, maybe because Ball kids act like they are autistic to some degree. (laughs) Human behavior, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like that you said that too, because that's one thing that I really advocate for is that a lot of people want to look at behavior and call a lot of behaviors autism. And I say, no, that's human behavior. That's human behavior. The over actions of it, that may be autism, but the actual behavior in itself, everyone jumps up and down. Everyone flaps their like arms. Kid everyone, has yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, according to the schools. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think that instead of um, individualizing learning um, based on one's style of receiving, you know, that is, is not something they can do in a general cookie cutter kind of way. Um, and no, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have much faith in schools to do yeah. anything really. It's just, exactly. is this something you're kind of forced to do and then it's over? Yeah. How were friendships and relationships kind of in those school age eras? Well, it was also something that was easier for me when I was a kid. And I think part of that was that I had other problems in my family that got worse as I got older. And when I was a kid, you know, there was less pressure on me to succeed at school. So ironically, I succeeded more (laughs) at school because I wasn't, I didn't really have a lot of expectations like when I was eight or nine years old. So I did have a few I had a few friends at that age. I would say that as a kid, I was like maybe like a little bit below average in popularity, but not like extremely ostracized or unpopular. I would say that I was like, you know, like if you look at like the popularity totem pole, I was maybe like like a few rungs down on the totem pole, but not all the way at the bottom. And then as I got a little bit older, I started to gradually get more isolated 
Mm. And I think that what and you know there was there was a lot of different you know reasons for that. Part of it was that I started to get more mental illnesses that were adversely affecting me. Like I like my depression got worse. I became obsessive compulsive. And then when I went to college, then I just plummeted. That was when things got really bad for me. I got severe depression. That was a very dark time in my life. Mm -hmm. But then since then, after kind of plummeting and, you know, doing really badly, I've gotten a much better focus and I've been kind of, you know, rebuilding and picking up the pieces since then. Yeah. Was there anything pivotal that helped get you through that, that like changed or when you hit that rock bottom, did you seek therapy or, or anything? What helped you turn it around? Well, I I did go to therapy that didn't help turn it around. Mm. What helped me, what helped me more, if I could say, if there's anything, it would be my desire to make movies probably had the most positive impact for me because I was, I was too ambitious to give up completely. Yeah. It also moving away from my dad was also a good thing too, because he was really going downhill. He had Parkinson's at that mm. point. And I would say having, having to live with somebody who was, you know, really sick, somebody who was dying, somebody who was losing their, mind that was very hard for me, especially when I was going through a lot of problems of my own. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thanks. Yeah, that's hard. I have a grandfather with Alzheimer's and I'm sorry. It's a struggle to see that loss of function. Yeah. um, Certainly. So yeah. Um, after college, now you're doing filmmaking. Tell us about that and kind of how, you know, you make or get accommodations for yourself now as an adult. Well, I don't really have accommodations. I mean, you know, I'm the director, I'm in charge. So So your own schedule. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I have to be like responsible for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's making accommodations for me. Yeah. But you get to for yourself, which is something I think that is that entrepreneurial kind of spirit that drives in so many, I think, autistic adults. <laughs> well, I will say that I think, and you know, of course, in, in, in most respects, I would say that autism has a negative impact on most people's lives, but it does have a somewhat positive impact in some ways. And I think that, you know, as a filmmaker, like a lot of what you want for that is to be somewhat autistic because you have to be very intensely focused. Yeah. And I do tend to look at things somewhat differently for most people. So I guess I would say that Maybe it helps me be creative, although I don't really know how how creative I would be if I wasn't autistic, but I'm going to say that it that it probably helps. Heightens that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think you're probably right. Um, where do you, do you have like 
goals or projects that you're working on that you can share with us? Or are they all, you know, ones tell us about some of the stuff you're working on. I love that. Well, the movie I'm making right now is called Fang and I have been working on Fang for a couple of years now. It's almost finished in post-production. I've been saying it's almost finished for over a year. <laughs> it's, <sighs> it always takes longer than you think it's going to. And what type of movies are you producing? Well, Fang is psychological horror. And oh. what it's about is, and the main character is autistic. What it, what the What the premise of the movie is, is that it follows the life of a young janitor named Billy and Billy lives with his mother, Jane, and she is very ill and they have kind of a dysfunctional relationship, which was also influenced by my own family. Sounds so yeah. <laughs> and one night Billy wakes up, he has to use the bathroom at home and he finds this rat in the bathtub. And so the rat jumps out and chases him around the house and it bites him. And then for that point forward, Billy starts to feel like he's turning into a rat. Like he sees rat fur on his arms and everything. And that's the most I can, I could say without giving too much away. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. I'll look forward to that. That's great. And what kind um, of like, situations do you have with your family now are they are you close to them now or are you kind of just building your own community especially in your filmmaking well I mean I would say that well I mean my my dad died in 2020 so I don't have a relationship with him now I would say my my relationship with my mom is pretty good I think we've we've been able, we were, we were arguing more when I was younger, I think, mm-hmm. after I stopped, you know, going to school, that solved a lot of the conflicts. Yeah, definitely. We didn't have, we didn't have that to fight over. So I would say my relationship with my mom has gotten better. And I don't really have like a huge family, some kind of I kind of do things on my own generally, but I would say I'm getting along better with my family now than I was like five years ago. Oh, that's fantastic. I think um, uh, I'm kind of at an an impasse. I don't know (laughs) where the same thing. I am just a little bit like, well, I've created this amazing family and they're, you know, who I'm so close to and who I spend all my time with and, other than that, it's it's almost like it it is isolating to have neurodiversity. At the same time, it's also wonderful to have this community to be a part of and to make friends all over, right? And it's so exciting because now I can make the SJ child show tour and come and visit all of the friends that I've made all over the United States and, and world. So it's but, a <laughs> take a couple of weeks off. Work. Exactly. And <laughs> just so great that, you know, I have the opportunity to make these connections and to help um, 
really uncover and, you know, expose in a good way, the honest view and perception of autism for each individual that I am able to have on the show. Yeah. Is there a, is there like a website or social media or anywhere that you would send people if they wanted to connect or through me, whichever, whatever's best for you? Well, I guess you can look me up on uh, Facebook for now. And I would say like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get my own website in the near future. That's, that's something I've been planning on doing for a long time, but there are, you know, lots of other projects that keep coming up first. And you can look up Fang on Facebook. Fang has its own Facebook page too. Wonderful. Glad to know that. So I will make sure that all of that information is there. Any other um, dreams, you know, things that you have that you want to, uh, other than your movies that you're working on interests or anything you're doing? Well, yeah, I mean, I want to have my own, you know, family at some point, but I probably, I probably need to wait like a few more years (laughs) before I get anybody pregnant. And how about, I'm that, you brought that up. I've been, I've been on and off asking people like, well, what about dating? And then I had forgotten to ask you off camera. So I didn't want to be rude and and ask about it, but, um, how is, how is, how's dating for you? What does that look like? Well, it, it doesn't look good most of the time, although I would guess that it's hard for most people and then it's harder for me, but, you know, a lot of people have it worse than me too. So I guess it's, I guess it's kind of like the bad and the ugly. <laughs> That's what dating is like for most people. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm lucky. I haven't almost two decades. Don't have, haven't had to tread You're down that <laughs> I know I got really lucky. <laughs> Um, that's great. Well, you know, and maybe are there any like, um, community things that you are groups that you're a part of or anything in Chicago? Uh, not that I'm aware of, I guess I could look something like that up. I mean, I keep hoping, you know, like that after I become like a better known director, then a lot more women are going to be like impressed by, me, but it doesn't usually work like that. Uh, well, you seem so friendly and yeah. easy to get to know. So I wish you the best and well, all of your you endeavors. Thank you so, so much. And thank you so much for your time today and sharing your story. I'd love to, you know, keep in touch and follow up with yeah, you sure. and, when the movie premieres, we can do a, a promo and talk about yeah. it again. And that'd be great. I'd love to yeah, support you. You can definitely you. come to the premiere if you want, if you're, in, if you're I, in the area. What if I had a reason to, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a long drive, but you can make it. Hey, I, it, like I said, any excuse yeah. for a, a good road trip. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Richard. It was so nice to talk to you yeah, today. You're very welcome. It was nice talking to you, too. I'm glad I glad I got to do the show. Yeah, me too. It was a pleasure. And we'll definitely be in touch. That sounds good. The SG Child Show, produced by SG Child LLC. Thanks to all my viewers and listeners for your continued love and support. 
and thank you to the guests of the SJ Child Show. It's been an honor to have you on the show. Thank you to everyone who continues to support me. Go to my social media and let's build this community together through kindness, compassion, and